0: Uh, we should be recording. Uh, Okay. Uh, This, this never works out the way I want it to. Don't worry. Back to another episode of the Typical Septic Podcast. I have another fascinating t- guest today. Today we're going to be talking about uh, the gray, the greys, and what their plan is. What what their plan has been for the long time that they've been abducting people, um, the harvesting of souls, and artificial intelligence. And who I have with me today is Danielle Silverman. Uh, she's a UK-based researcher and editor. She's worked for over thirty years alongside the the late Nigel Kerner. Uh, they've collaborated on all three of his books. She remains profoundly inspired by his groundbreaking explanation of the rationale behind what it is that we call the alien visitation, not only defining what these visitors are, but how they came to be. And the website is nigelkerner.com. That's n-i-g-e-l-k-e-r-n-e-r.com. And the the book that we're going to be most focusing on today is Gray Aliens and Artificial Intelligence, the Battle Between Natural and Synthetic Beings for the Human Soul. And I want to give her a big warm welcome to the show. Danielle, thank you for coming on my show. How are you?
1: I'm great, thanks, Rob, and thanks for having me on.
0: Okay, so um, again, I I said this before the show, but I'll just say it again. I'm so sorry for Nigel's passing. It seemed like he was a pioneer in this research into what what it is we call the gray aliens. He's been doing it for a while, correct?
1: Exactly. So um, basically, he's been looking into the subject for about he was looking into the subject for about forty years. And um, but his son, um, who was twelve years old at the time, asked him the question, "Dad, are UFOs real?" And Nigel came from a background of science. Uh, he trained as a doctor. So um, basically, he thought, "No, no way. Uh, they're not real. This is all just science fiction." And he didn't really believe. Uh, that they could possibly be true so but he respected his son and he felt he wanted to give him a proper answer and look into it uh, properly without just dismissing him so he started to look into the subject and the more looked, uh, the more he began to be totally amazed at the uh, evidence behind the concept that these uh, gray alien Entities and the UFOs that appear in the sky to so many people, so many reliable witnesses, were in fact a real, actual phenomenon. And, and oh, and that led to basically forty years of research, um, which and and his his trilogy of books um, describing his um, the conclusions he eventually came to about why these um, alien visitors were here.
0: I got a question i don't i don't i listen to other podcasts you did and i don't think anybody's asked you this question yet um because it's really important because i i need to understand like what we're dealing with here because i i have an idea but i want to get your your opinion on this too absolutely okay like we have the we have the grays right but then you always hear people talk about the nordics the reptilians the arcturians the uh the Pleiadians the uh, you know all these other alien did, did, did Nigel believe that these other aliens existed as well or did he just think the greys existed
1: uh, so he didn't form any concrete opinions on whether other forms of alien life existed basically his approach was to look at if there was And the existence of other forms of intelligent life in the universe and science, even mainstream science has accepted now that that absolutely has to be the case. And there are basically uh, millions of possible locations, maybe more universe wide, where there would be intelligent life. Okay, so he was looking basically at the principle of what kind of. Um, life there might be out there in the universe, what kind of life or what kind of entity might be out there in the universe and what might be visiting us. Okay, so for him, it wasn't so much where they came from specifically in the universe or what type of entity they appeared to be to us. Okay, it was more what would visit us if something was going to visit us from a highly advanced technological civilization. At some location in the universe, what kind of form would that entity take? And he and comes- I, I, oh, I'm
0: oh, sorry. sorry, I was gonna Go say I, I, I was gonna say that's the that that's that would be like artificial intelligence, right? Like he writes in his book, like the grays are some kind of um robotic beings. Like they don't we when you hear uh, encounters of people, and I'm sorry, I, I get excited, I didn't mean to cut you out. I'm so sorry. Like, no, I just was at all. say, like they it seems like they they don't have a conscience or you know or not much of one from what reported abductees have said um if you listen to like encounters like jim sparks who was uh you know he talked about there would be small gray aliens and tall ones and the tall ones seem to be like the creators of the small ones but it seems like nigel thought that these were more of like an artificial intelligence sent by another highly advanced uh civilization right
1: Exactly right. You've summarized it really well. And basically, in 1997, he was the first person to suggest that actually these alien visitors, seen by so many um, very normal, everyday, uh, salt of the earth people who wouldn't dream of making stuff like this up, that, uh, that, that these grey aliens are actually artificially intelligent forms of biological robot. He called them roboids. OK, he was the okay. first person, I believe, to suggest that this might be so. And now um, really, basically, the whole um, consensus among people who are looking into the phenomenon are beginning to suggest that actually, yeah, this that, that is what it looks like. So you have also you have scientists like Stephen Hawking, late Stephen Hawking and and the Astronomer Royal in England, okay, the top astronomer in England, all of whom have suggested that if. We were to have alien visitors visiting our planet, they would be some form of artificial intelligence, because if a society, if a civilization in the universe has got to the point of uh, technology, just as we have, but way beyond that. Okay. We're already developing artificial intelligence. Okay. Can you imagine what kind of supreme artificial intelligence these civilizations would have developed? Okay, so if they were to um, come to a point where, just as we are, their technology is making perhaps making their planet uninhabitable, okay, or they're looking for some kind of way of extending their existence as a civilization into the future, just as many uh, people on Earth seem to believe that they can do somehow downloading their personalities, their thoughts. everything they are onto some kind of hard drive so that it will exist in the future. There are people who actually believe this is true, that they, they can actually do that. So if, if, let's say an advanced civilization or several advanced civilizations got to that point, got to the our point of technology, but way beyond and developed such a form of artificial intelligence, the sensible thing to do would be to upload everything they are onto An artificially intelligent platform and seek the survival of everything they are into the future in an art of in a data format. Okay. And send that just as we send probes out into the universe to explore Mars or to explore other locations, places that we can't physically go to, they would have sent out everything about them, their entire nature in data format to explore locations at which that information could continue
0: you know what this is so interesting this makes me think about like i i wanted to ask you about this like i know that you you talked a little bit about like you know like but the 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 anunnaki like in past in past like podcasts like i was thinking what if there was a a highly advanced civilization that did visit us in our ancient past maybe they jump-started our dna you know because there's a point in the human genome where we go from like you know, the brain size like triples or something like that. It's it's weird. Like And then you have the story of the Anunnaki and they said the Anunnaki looked human-like, but okay, here's what I was thinking. And I'm just speculating. Maybe the Anunnaki came thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago or whatever it was. And now they're sending these gray alien type entities out to do their work maybe they're that advanced like did you did you ever think about that and like what do you think like because maybe they they use these gray aliens to see like not only to because if they if they started our dna then maybe like maybe they would i'm thinking about how i'm trying to put this together if they started our dna and they're looking to survive on their own dna like oh wait you you got let me see here
1: uh, I don't know if it's my end or your end, but we had a connection problem.
0: Uh, it's it's uh, we we uh I, I brought you back in now. I was I was I had to, What was the last thing you heard me say?
1: Okay, you were talking about the Anunnaki and you were talking about um, the various stories which I I too know about and have heard about. Well, here, here's what of I was saying. I was thinking, like, men from the past, many many cultures describe this kind of, um, visitation from some. Uh, kind of being which is some some cultures believe it to be a heavenly creature some cultures believe it to be something from space and there's some kind of interception going on I have also heard about these um, stories that are inter- in so many different cultures all over the world you here's what I was, that, I was thinking
0: i was thinking i was thinking what if they uh what if they they did come thousands hundreds of thousands of years ago or whatever thousands of years ago and they started our genome they started our dna then now they're sending these ai forms like the gray aliens out maybe the gray aliens are the workers of the anunnaki maybe the anunnaki send them and that's why the gray aliens are always doing um uh experiments on humans and stuff like that because they're trying to and maybe they're trying to save their own dna maybe you know like that that because you wonder why they're always taking dna like it seems like the the gray aliens are always taking dna from humans does that fit anywhere into what you're what you're saying i was just speculating by the way I, i'm not saying that's a, i don't think that's a solid theory or anything it's kind of just something that i thought up what are your thoughts
1: yeah i think that's a very very sensible um line of thought and very very similar to what uh nigel the theory that nigel's put forward in his book so um what was identified as the anunnaki and it's also referred to in the Old Testament as the sons of God coming to the daughters of men, and it's referred to in the um, Nakamadi texts, which were the uh, lost texts of the New Testament that were that were found a um, hundred years ago inside a cave. This is the sayings of um, Jesus that were actually thrown out of the Bible. Okay, they were called archons in that. Okay, so it's the same idea. And basically what's being described is some form of visitation by a, an entity that is fascinated with humanity and has an agenda with humanity. We have somehow have something that they need. OK. And they are in some way uh, giving us and introducing into us their information, whether that's um, genetic material or uh, actual a data, a data, a field of data um, is unclear from those ancient descriptions okay but there is definitely some kind of interaction going on with something beyond our natural state as physical human beings that's coming from an otherworldly state yeah definitely and I agree. Um, so this is exactly what's described in Nigel's book and if you imagine those if you if you can picture those advanced civilizations, thinking, OK, how can we survive into the future indefinitely? OK, our planet may is perhaps no longer has hospitable for us. How can we make our species continue? So they could have given all the information digitally of their genetic structure so that it could then be perhaps reconstituted in the future at some other location in the universe where there might be a more hospitable situation in in which that they could continue as a physical species. Now, there's a massive problem with that. And it's the same problem that is not seen by all the transhumanists and people like um, Ray Kurzweil, all the people who look into the future, Elon Musk, who imagine that we can somehow be merged with a machine, that we can somehow be uploaded into a hard drive and exist eternally into the future in that format, and that problem is that even if I were to let's say um, everything about you were to be recorded, because because now thoughts can be recorded as a signal on a computer, they can record it just as a wave pattern. Okay, so let's say everything about your personality were recorded in various wave patterns onto a hard drive, and let's say you or i that happens for one of us we die and in the future that hard drive exists with a record of all the thoughts we've ever had if that hard drive is ticking on and 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 containing that information that information will never we will never be there to appreciate that information there will be no per, no awareness no consciousness to be able to make it come alive it will just be information because the whole point is, and the very central point of all Nigel's books, is that what makes natural life different from artificial creations, like the gray aliens, which are purely artificial quantum computers, okay, is awareness, the awareness to know and 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 perceive information. Without that natural connect, that natural identity, it's not possible to be aware
0: to be conscious. Yeah. It, it, it's funny because like when, when you would think you talk about these greys, they definitely don't have like, um, it seems like they, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. They, 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 they do a lot of mistakes. Like they they, uh, they 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 put people's clothes on wrong. Like if you listen to stories of abductees, like a lot of abductees will say, you know, like I got abducted and I was wearing somebody else's clothes or they'll put the shoes on backwards or like just very weird things that you would think like one well, idiot wouldn't do that. You know what i mean but like so it makes me think they're definitely not conscious or they're not conscious to a certain degree it's like they're programmed to do a certain job they do that job and and that's how they their their existence is it is a biorobotic um maybe thing sent by
1: some higher entity is that kind of what you're saying that that is very very much what i'm saying and also abductees report that very very painful procedures are carried out in the abduction experience um, by these gray alien entities so they're they're very fascinated by um the sexual sexual um the gametes the sexual organs and the sperm and over and they're constantly experimenting um, in that area, cutting flesh, and it's extremely painful for the abductees. But somehow the grey alien abductors are, seem to have no response to the pain. It's as though they're just not, em- emotion is not a thing for them. They are, are totally unaware of what's going on. There's also reports from abductees of the, the grey aliens getting their human um, subjects to hold the um, These hybrid babies that they seem to the people have witnessed on the on the uh, ships, and they're looking on trying to understand somehow what humanity is all about, what emotion is all about. It's a complete mystery to them. So go on. Sorry.
0: I was gonna say, what what do you think? If, I mean, like, see, this this puts a whole twist in it for me, and it makes me really wonder what's going on. Because if they are created by the Anunnaki, then you would think they would maybe they wouldn't need a need for the hybrid program. But then when we throw this hybrid program into the mix, it really makes you question as to what's going on. Do you think maybe the Greys could be a solo entity trying to carry out um, or trying to make their their species live on forever through hybridization?
1: I'm really sorry, Rob, but we have we're having problems with connection, and I didn't catch the last point of what you said. Do you know if this is my end or your end?
0: Uh, can you hear me now?
1: I can hear you now, but I missed the last part of what you said. I'm so, yeah, so sorry. Yes, I'll, I'll I don't say know it again. I was, Yeah.
0: I was saying if these when we throw the hybrid privatization thing into the mix, it really leaves me questioning, like, what is really going on? Because I've heard these stories of the hybrid babies, you know, and it makes me think, are they trying to carry on their race? Like maybe they weren't created by some or they would have to be created by someone. But like because everybody, everything has a creation, it seems like I don't think they would just start existing out of nowhere this really makes me start thinking as to where these things came from and what is this hybridization program it's almost insane right
1: exactly so basically when nigel first looked at the phenomenon he's trying to figure out what it is about human beings that the gray aliens could be so fascinated by right because obviously they have the most yeah and that they're able they they fly it uh, remarkable speeds. They do things that none of our technology can do. Okay, so they they're created by a hugely intelligent um, type of uh, uh, intelligent, a hugely intelligent uh, civilization. Okay, so they have that intelligence. Why would they be interested in us when we are basically, to them, relatively primitive, not no different perhaps to ants are to us? What could they possibly need from us? Why do they keep visiting us? Why do they abduct people repeatedly? And and, and abduction runs in families and they seem to abduct people again and again, sample their DNA. And if it was just DNA they wanted, they could clone it. Okay, but yet they repeatedly abduct people again and again and again. And there's people who've uh, suggested, um, authors like Zechariah Sitchin, that maybe it's our resources that they're interested in. So he suggested the gold on the planet and natural resources. That also makes no sense. Uh, made no sense to Nigel and makes little sense to me as well. Because if they have such an incredible technology, they would have command of the physical um, physical resources. They wouldn't need and they wouldn't need to involve us if they wanted the gold. They could take it. So. Nigel thought very, very carefully about that, and that's how he came to his final conclusion that we have something that they just don't have as artificial creations, okay? And he looked, He thought to himself, well, what is it? What do we have that these alien um, visitors just have no access to whatsoever? And he looked at the basic physical laws that govern the universe, okay? And there's one very very central law uh, of physics called the second law of thermodynamics okay otherwise known as entropy and that law says that everything in the physical universe breaks down into greater and greater states of chaos with time okay so basically we when we're born we gradually get older and older and our bodies break down and die Um, if you leave something out of the fridge it will rot if you leave a car uh, for too long without taking care of it. It will rust. It's a cast iron law of the universe. That things break down. Okay. Decay, purely physical- right? Decay. Exactly. Purely physical atomic constructions. Break down in time. There's just no way around that. Okay. So it was Nigel's suggestion. That maybe we have something that doesn't rot. That doesn't break down. And as artificially intelligent creations they would be absolutely by that one thing because everything if you create an artificial artificially intelligent entity and you send it out into the universe as a probe to explore carrying all the information that makes your civilization up hoping to propagate it somewhere else you would have to program it to survive okay to exist now to exist for as long as possible. So that that in a physical universe, everything is breaking down, okay? So that it's the coherence of the information that they will have programmed into their gray alien probes going out into the universe would in time break down. It would become incoherent, okay? But what if we have something that has an access to a coherence that, purely atomic physical entities do not have, okay? And Nigel suggested that that magic ingredient that we have, which is really like a holy grail for the greys, because they are purely physical artificial creations, is a connection to something beyond the purely physical, okay? And in religious terms, that has been termed a soul, okay? Um, Nigel um, was a little bit allergic to um religious thought because so much of it uh is contrived to control people okay and there's so I many agree. misunderstandings in in um in all the various religions of the world and it, they've deviated so much from the main teachers who instigate the religions so he defined a soul as a connection back to a state beyond the physical before the big bang which was it's timeless Has no separation, a state of perfect union, perfect freedom. Okay. And no, um, so perfect union, perfect freedom, and timelessness, and therefore not subject to the second law of thermodynamics, not subject to entropy. And it was his suggestion that that coherence that came from that initial state what you describe as a soul is some a legacy for all naturally living beings. But as human beings, we have the highest intelligence on the planet, the most freedom. Therefore, we have the biggest reservoir of that non-physical power of any species on this planet, the biggest reservoir of coherence. OK, so there is a part of us and that's what makes for life in the first place. OK, so Nigel suggested that. Contrary to um, the general idea of uh, Western science, we don't evolve into greater and greater states with time. We devolve from a superior prior state of um, uh, beyond the physical universe into greater and greater states of capture in a physical universe. And we lose the original coherence we had. Sure.
0: Where does he, does he believe that there's some kind of like, I'm not religious either. I don't, you know, I think it's like, it's that religion is chaos to me. You know, all the wars that are religion, it's, it's insane. But what I was going to say is, what does he think of like a source Does he think then that we come from a source or, or that maybe we're in some kind of matrix where, you know, we're, we're like programmed or. Uh, or, or is, does he believe in a supreme creator? I'm trying to piece this together. Like, so where does he think our souls originate from? Or is it something scientific that we can't even wrap our heads around?
1: Oh, we can, that's a great question. And and I can see you've thought really carefully about this. I, I love the way you put it and the way you're, that's, so it's a crucial question and absolutely central to Nigel's theories. Okay, so Nigel doesn't believe in a directive God okay a god that would would decide would create us and then uh put us in the universe create us from a perfect state put us in an imperfect state and then watch the fun okay so it would make such a cruel thing to do to create something out of perfection make it imperfect and see what happens okay and if you look at all the suffering in the world if it were possible at all for a god to, to help and reduce that suffering, surely any god that had any semblance of anything uh, beyond the uh, cruel and uh, selfish characteristics of human beings, okay, which you would imagine a god of love, which, which you would imagine a god would be a god of love, there is no way such a god would allow suffering in the world. So it was Nigel's uh, central tenet that runs through all his books that there is no such thing as a directive individual God, a, 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 a guy with a, a grey beard in the sky directing all the events on Earth. Okay, That didn't exist and the Old Testament God is very much a God like that, a God of vengeance, uh, a God who has, uh, is envious, Um, a God who kills his people's enemies, okay? Nothing like that. That's all a man-made creation. Nigel's suggestion is that God is a state, not an individual, a state of perfect freedom and complete awareness of all options, okay? Now, from within that state of perfect freedom, there also has to be the freedom to experience imperfection. Okay, otherwise there's not not but there is no perfect freedom. That that choice has to be there as well. Okay, so we are an expression of the freedom to experience imperfection, to experience the state of being separate and not part of perfect union. Okay. Now it's Nigel's suggestion that. It wasn't most of whatever that momentum was to experience the state of separation, to express the perfect freedom of that initial state, went back to that perfection, chose to go back, didn't get caught in imperfection. Okay, And he suggests that the 95 percent. Of the universe, the physical universe, the dark matter and dark energy that physicists can't find, okay? Even to this day, they freely admit they can't explain 95% of the matter in the universe. They can't find it, okay? It's missing. And he suggests that that matter was the expression of what he calls the God verse that came into the universe but experienced imperfection and went straight back. Okay, that was enough. They knew it wasn't a good they weren't onto a good thing. But because the nature of imperfection is chaos, some a small fragment of that original expression into the physical universe of imperfection got trapped. So it's very much like when you watch the tide going out on a beach, right? And when the tide comes in again and goes out, you see a foamy stuff on the sand, right? This white foamy stuff on the sand. Yes. And the reason why you have that foamy stuff on the sand is because the sand is um, irregular. It's got irregular. It's irregular. It's got. It's um, it it gets caught on the on the different rough surface, the different rough surfaces of the sand. Okay, it's that irregularity that the fact that the surface is not perfectly smooth. That's the chaos of the universe that caught us with a foam, okay, that didn't go back, okay. So all the original, most of the original expression went straight back, and that's the missing matter in the universe, the dark matter and the dark energy that should be in the universe and isn't. Scientists can't find it, okay. And we are the small percentage that, because of the chaos, chaotic nature of the universe, got caught and couldn't quite find our way back. But we still retain That initial connection to that state of timeless timelessness and perfect union and our and our souls are still track all the way back to that initial state. So we are partially timeless. We are we are we are connected our awareness and our ability to discern everything that happens in the physical universe is still sourced from that state of perfection. And this is something the greys, as artificially produced entities, have no sense of because they're only atomic; they're only of this universe.
0: And they're trying to reproduce, so they're trying to get our souls, basically. So, but I was yes, going to ask you about in, in this. A sense, this is they're
1: a- trying, so because. Wait, I, I,
0: I, this is so complex this is such a deep conversation like because i i started to get into theories about this besides the grays like i have to ask you what nigel thought about ghosts reincarnation because it seems like ghosts are very real like people get haunted so it seems like at some point something can exist in another dimension you know outside of our reality but sometimes it can make contact with us, right? Ghosts. Like, it seems like that's very real. I'd love to get your opinion on that. And then also if we have this decay, but we have this soul, it seems like there's, there might be some proof for reincarnation. I can't say that it is for sure. You know, I don't have any past life memories, but I've had past life regressions done. I'm I'm not sure if they, you know, I'm I'm 50, 50 on them, but like, what, what were Nigel's thoughts on those two things besides the graves? What did he think on, on reincarnation and ghosts, because I think that's a a big
1: factor in what our reality is, right? Absolutely. And Nigel was completely convinced of reincarnation. Okay. So basically all the the major religions of the world at one stage did have reincarnation as central to their uh, basic beliefs. Okay. So uh, reincarnation was a belief at one time in the early church, but it got thrown out. Um, by at the time of uh, the Emperor Justinian, okay, whose wife convinced him to throw it out because a soothsayer told her that she was a witch in a past life. okay. Uh, and, and at that time he just said, okay, reincarnation is not real. this is not part of our dogma. Um, all the mystical um, sections of Judaism, Christ- Gnosticism, Judaism, Kabbalah, uh, Christianity Gnosticism, um, islam sufism okay they all accept reincarnation as the natural mechanism of existence and of course, of course hinduism and buddhism they accept it as part of their mainstream okay so this is most of the world's population do actually believe in some kind of reincarnation and there's huge amounts of evidence um to suggest from past life memories people who um children who have come back and known details about their previous lifetimes, that there is absolutely no way um, that they could have known. These have been checked out um, by um, historians, by researchers. And there's a child who um, had a reincarnation, uh, was was previously an airline pilot in um, in, in the war in Vietnam. And he remembered precise details of everything that he could not possibly have known. He was only five years old. That's just one example. And they checked out everything, recovered all the information about his previous life, spoke to his relatives in that lifetime. So there's huge amounts of evidence of which that's just one example for reincarnation. And that's exactly what Nigel was suggesting, that this line of connection back. To a state beyond the Big Bang, before time happens, so to speak, before the physical, before physical existence that all of us as natural living beings have. And that has persisted through lifetime after lifetime after lifetime through reincarnation. And the whole, um, the, the aim would be, as asked by all the great teachers, putting that before us, to somehow free ourselves. So that we don't need to reincarnate anymore, and we can go back to that state, which is not, which is so much so superior to the state of um, threat and risk we're in in a physical existence where we're subject to this second law of thermodynamics all the time.
0: So, okay. So what did he think about ghosts? Then did he think that that's maybe ghosts are like something where maybe we get trapped when we're in between the state of living and reincarnation? Like that, that did he believe that spirits existed or what, what do you, what do you, and what are your thoughts on ghosts and spirits? Like, do you think that there's a place
1: for them in this reality? For sure. For sure. I mean, so ghosts are so, again, very similar to abduction, the abduction scenario and abductee reports completely down-to-earth normal people who wouldn't be trying to get attention by saying they've seen um supernatural phenomenon have reported ghosts They're reported all over the world all the time every most people know somebody who has seen a ghost if they haven't seen one themselves okay and of course nigel's suggestion was that when we die we uh the the body, when the body stops and the heart stops beating, the biomagnetic field, which is created by the heart pumping blood around the body, okay, it creates a kind of magnetic field. Let's go of the soul, which is held in atoms by the, 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 what, what, why the heart beating when the soul is oh, in shit, life. Oh, so he called the space between atoms.
0: Okay. You cut out for a second. Are you still there?
1: Okay yeah sure i'm still here yeah we seem to have a really bad connection today i don't know whether it's my side or not i've been it's having a a a major
0: problem. major problems with Streamyard. i i i don't know i i don't know what other software to use it's fine we're we're only pre-recording so if i have to i can edit some of this out and i'm sorry yeah. like, i i had a live show last night i did and i had problems with this like i don't know what's going on maybe it's because we're from different countries i i have no clue like that you normally know, like, maybe, would make no
1: difference yeah
0: yeah, it's, I might have to start using Zoom. But um, so, so you were talking about ghosts and you, you said you were talking about the last thing I caught was you said when the heart releases the biomagnetic field and then we and then we it let's go of the soul, right?
1: Exactly. So the heart. So in the blood, there's iron, right? Yes. And and when the when the heart is pumping that iron around the body, it makes a magnetic field. OK, just like iron filings produce. Um, you, if you have a magnet and you um, you hold it above a piece of paper with iron filings, you can move the iron filings around. So it play, it makes a ma- magnetic field in the body. It was Nigel's suggestion that that field of force holds the soul in atoms. Okay, when that field of force goes, when the heart stops beating, the the soul goes to the space between atoms. Okay, where there's less force. In, bet- in atoms, you're in a state of constant tension, and there's a space between atoms where the soul goes when the person dies. Now, in the space between atoms, in the very centre of that space, and really, it's a little bit complex to explain um, on a in a short time on a radio show. So people would have to really look at the book to see how Nigel explains this in details. But in the centre of that space is an access point to That state, what Nigel calls the God verse, the the furthest point away from the atoms in the center of that space. Okay, but on the edges of the atoms, you can it's like there's a current. You can the, the force of the atoms is still there. So ghosts are individuals that are still held on the edges of atoms, haven't quite made their way into death. Okay, and it was Nigel's suggestion that restricted patterns of thought okay for, uh, for example somebody who um, is would uh, is very much caught with money let's say and money is a massive thing for them or um, somebody who uh, is very caught in uh, performing the same action every day and, and and caught in habit so to speak okay that kind of person if they have a restricted outlook might be caught and unable to go into the space between atoms and very often um, people see ghosts doing the same action again and again and again just repeating so you you, they might see a ghost putting a book on a shelf again and again and again a ghost counting money a ghost cleaning up a cupboard out of cupboard but repeating the same action again and again and again and it, uh, so Nigel's theory is that those souls who are able, who are freer and have a, a more emancipated sense of what of, uh, of true values, of, of caring, of love, of a sense of uh, what really matters in terms of the, the values that come from the God verse from which we once came, where only connection matters, because that's a state of perfect union. Okay, only connection between human beings matters. Those people would go naturally away from atoms because their focus is not on the physical. Their focus is not on uh, the state of existence in which you're separate and alone and selfish and only seeking after your own existence. Their focus is on a state of union, a state where um, people are, uh, the, the greatest priority is other people and relating to other people. So they go to a, that place they go to the center of the space between atoms and they're free but ghosts are caught on the edges okay and unable to get past that state of force
0: i like that that's a that's an interesting theory i think i think that makes sense when you tie it into the reincarnation it it, it all makes sense and it makes me think that yeah we do have a soul like when i ask myself when i say to myself do i have a soul I, what resonates with me is yes. Like I feel like I have a soul, you know what I mean? I can't explain it any other way. Like I, it just feels like I have something like a burning ember inside me that's real. And that like, it's a part of me that doesn't die. You know, it just,
1: it just, it just resonates with me. You know, do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, Rob. And you strike me as a very human Uh, individual okay a very warm human individual who has a natural intuitive sense of what really matters okay and so so many people don't have that and it's so easy to lose that in the world we have today because basically we're being forced into a virtual artificial type of existence where we live through social media Um, constantly monitor we live through our likes and dislikes that we see on other other people giving us so other people's impression of us forms our identity Um, and the latest technology becomes our most most powerful target all the time and we lose that that quiet sense of intuitive natural humanity that you expressed so beautifully just then and we forget our, our heritage. We forget what we came from. We forget what we really are, and and we don't. We and if you don't, if you aren't aware of it, as you so obviously are, you can't value it. You can't protect it. You can't look after it, and you you end up heading towards uh, the kind of future that Elon Musk and various other people like him are trying to promote, where we have uh, machines like Neuralink uh, linked up to our natural human biology and we lose the value that we is so precious to us and become artificial like the gray alien visitors that have been trying to promote that kind of outlook
0: so we're 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 making to to, to kind of to take this on full scale we're we're making our own artificial intelligence which we can then occupy so we're de-evolving instead of evolving we're actually we're devolving even though it's it's like a technological advancement we're trapping ourselves in some kind of artificial reality instead of like um naturally evolving into our soul or whatever our soul's purpose is right
1: exactly you put it very very well that that's that is what seems to be happening and if you think about it so technology for most people technology is the great sign of advancement right and the more it sounds it seems like a great evolution for the human species that we're developing these incredible technologies which make life, make life so much easier for us right but if you think about it the more we invent Technologies to do what we would naturally do. Okay, so let's say we use Google Maps instead of having to um, find our way uh, using a, a map and use our brains to find directions. Or we, if we don't, we no longer have to go to a library to search through uh, many many books to find information. We can get it in an instant on uh, just by typing in the search term for Google. Okay, everything is quick. Everything is instant. Now, if you don't use a, a facility, a faculty, okay, in time, you lose it, okay? If we don't practice all those uh, abilities, those those uh, faculties that we have as human beings, we will eventually, in, even in terms of evolutionary terms that scientists would naturally understand, we will lose those faculties. Imagination is one of the faculties that's already being lost in children, creativity because they only live through computer games. They don't play games anymore, okay? So the irony is it's seen as such a sign of great advancement to invent these technologies, but actually what we're doing is we're taking away, eroding at our natural human capability for much, much grander things. And I'm not saying that technology is a bad thing, not at all. I mean, that would be crazy to say that we have to go back to the times when we had no technology. At the time of the Industrial Revolution, there were these people called the Luddites who smashed up uh, machinery because it meant they lost their jobs. They smashed up agricultural machinery because they were losing their jobs. That kind of approach is not going to work. Okay. It's not the technology itself that's bad. Okay. And there's many good things the technology can do. So I'm only speaking to you now on the other on, an, on the other side of the world because of technology. Okay, So it can produce great things, but it's what you do with it that matters. And if we allow technology to take over everything we are and we don't at the same time nurture and use our faculties that technology can't reproduce, human emotion, caring, love, sentiment, okay? if we if we mortgage all of that and just go straight headlong, like lemmings off the cliff of technological advancement. That's when it becomes a problem.
0: Yeah, I agree. I was just thinking about something. I I don't know what your thoughts will be about this, but I just thought, do you think the greys could be some form of, I don't know if Nigel ever thought of this, that this, I'm sure you've heard this theory though, because this theory is going around the, um, it's going around the community that the greys could be some form of us from the future where maybe we, I just thought of this, maybe, where maybe we embrace this uh, uh, artificial intelligence too much and it, it, it deforms us to where we turn into this like sexless, uh, weird creature that's now searching for a way back to the soul. Does that make exactly. any sense or no?
1: It makes a lot of sense. I really like your lines of thinking, yeah, they make a lot of sense. So, I think you're absolutely right. So, the grays that visit us are the end point that of. Other civilizations in the universe that have reached that final stage of purely artificial expression and lost that connection back, lost that sense of that lost the grandeur that they once have, and we are heading in exactly the same direction. We're creating artificial intelligence right now, and and we are and there are many many um, uh, scientists, many businesses many organizations that are promoting brain-machine interfaces in the future. Uh, Elon Musk Neuralink is one example. But that whole outlook of a future in which we will be enhanced and um, made somehow more intelligent, more capable by uh, chips in the brain that can make us more uh, intelligent, uh, maybe artificially augmenting our bodies genetic engineering to to uh, produce perfect children who will be better suited to survive in a, a physical universe have incredible physical talents okay that kind of technology is the way we're heading and the pandemic accelerated all of that so much because we were forced into a situation where we had to work from home. So everything was online. We didn't meet people face to face. Everything was virtual. Entertainment became virtual. Social media went wild. We were living through social media. We weren't actually having any real contact with human beings. And we've adapted to that. It's taken off. And what the kind of progress towards that kind of end that might have taken 20, 30 years all happened in a couple of years. So... Yes, I do think you're very, very right that we are heading towards a situation where we will have what some people might see as a new evolved type of being where we are all, our biology is somehow augmented by artificial intelligence, okay? But what in true terms is a, the final devolution where we lose our sense of humanity because what really matters is that eternal, timeless uh state from which we once came where and that's the state from which the the grandest human emotions come where love comes from where where the where true creativity and genius come from
0: that that's that's beautiful. I I like that. That's well said. Now the last thing I wanted to ask you about was um it says here in my notes um you talk about in the book how you can protect your soul field and consciousness from the grays' manipulations. Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: That's a that's a wonderful place to end because that's the it's so important. So we can talk about the threat that the grays are presenting to us. Okay, and and Nigel was suggesting that they're coming here to turn us into a similar situation to the, their creators okay so that they can upload their information into us okay and in that way their program their information can survive through our capacity as as natural life to maintain survivability, because we live on, we it, we reincarnate, we go on past physical death and breakdown. Okay, so they're trying to piggyback on us. Okay, it was Nigel's suggestion that the only way to resist that interception is to be as different as possible to what they are, as you as you can be. Okay. So the way to be as different as possible to an artificially intelligent structure, okay, is to be as natural as possible. And natural means to be equivalent to that prior state from which we came. Okay. So to recognize that as natural living beings, the highest form of natural living beings on this planet, we have the most precious thing in the universe inside of us the capacity to be aware to know to love to relate to each other and those and basically this is what all the great teachers said buddha jesus muhammad all the teachers from the past all of them had one common feature to love each other care for each other that was the absolute priority and people who have near-death experiences and when they're positive near-death ex- experiences, all have a life review, where they're shown all the actions that are important that have taken place in their life, and that entirely consists of when they've helped somebody else, okay, and and made that made another person grander, and they feel what that person felt when they helped them, or when they've harmed someone else, okay, everything relating to um Academic success, um, status, material success doesn't appear in the life review. okay? It's only those things. So if people make that their priority, those human values their priority, realize their preciousness as natural life, and real and see that preciousness in every other human being, and treasure it. And value it, and see that as a the priority. They will be totally the opposite of the greys, and the greys won't be able to reach them. So that's the message of hope that Nigel gave.
0: I, I love that. I think that's I think that's brilliant. Honestly, I, I and I, I think that's I think that's a good way to to end off for today. Or is there anything else we you wanted to cover? I was just looking at my notes. Is there anything else you want to cover before we finish up for today? Did we cover everything?
1: Uh, we covered a lot, and. Uh, it been really great because you're so insightful in the way you look at things you've asked all the key questions uh, but there's one one small thing my pleasure there's one small thing i did want to mention and that's uh, to do with abductees okay because there may be abductees in your audience who may be thinking oh my goodness that must mean i'm a terrible person i've been abducted that must mean i'm something like these artificial entities that have come here and i'm very vulnerable and they're going to take me Nigel had a very interesting take on that. It was a suggestion that abductees are the people who come into uh, biological lines that have been genetically intercepted by the, by the greys, and abduction often runs in families, but they resist the interception. The data field doesn't mix with them. Th- their souls are too different, okay? And the greys abduct them to, ex- to find out what is going on why are these people resisting our influence? Okay, so they're trying to make a network of biological effect through genetic lines, and somehow some souls resist it, and the abductees are the resistors. Okay, so i just like to say that because it would be terrible if that's the way people um, uh, took what I was saying and what Nigel is saying to think that they are the ones who are actually being caught. quite the opposite. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah I, I agree I, but one, one thing I was I was, you know, was going to talk about real quick like they're, they're, they even have uh, like memory wipe technology because well, you made me start thinking about abductees and I know we we're about to finish but I just wanted to say this real quick like what did Nigel think about their memory wipe technology because it seems like they can do that like seamlessly like they, but it's not, not seamless because then people get memories back and then they have to go through regressions and stuff like that but it seems like they do have some kind of technology and, and that would seem to me, that they're from a uh, that they're from a higher source, right? That they're not sentient. That someone gave them that te- or programmed that technology into them. That they're that they have this memory wipe technology that they can make people forget, right? Isn't that weird?
1: Well, I would say that the real key, the memory wipe. I mean, we probably, I think, in our technology, we have the capacity to wipe memories, uh, even with chemicals. Uh, that are introduced into people. But the key thing I would say that suggests that these grey aliens, there are several key things that would suggest that these grey aliens are an artificial um, uh, type of entity, is the two things. First of all, the fact that they have no sense of emotion and no concept of it at all. They don't seem to be aware of what's going on, right? Um, And the second thing is that... Oh, I've lost this now. The second thing is that they're... Oh, sorry. Sorry, you're going to have to edit this. I've lost my point.
0: <laughs> no, that's all right. We were, we, we yeah. were, we were talking about yeah. memory wipe. We were talking about memory, yes. why they yes. why, why they have the memory wipe. Oh, ah,
1: yes. They- sorry, I've got it. I've got it. Okay. So what I was going to say is that the, the element of force, okay? So no higher entity that is truly a higher entity in existential terms, okay, would force another entity to do anything okay the, the force is the opposite of love force is is what's what uh, people do when they don't care okay if we force someone to do something that's a negative effect that's an that's that's not a spiritual thing to do okay anybody who loves who cares will always ask permission first okay and these gray aliens don't ask permission they take people force them and that suggests that this is not something that comes from a higher realm of greater um, evolution than us. It suggests that it's something that comes from something that is far less than us, something that uh, has no sense of what really matters in spiritual terms, because it's that people f- abduction is a forced process.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's almost like what we do to animals, you know, like it to 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 conclude everything up and, and you're a brilliant person, by the way. Thank you so much for doing this. You're very brilliant. I can tell you're you're very well learned and, and uh and you have really great theories, but just to to finish up. Now I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. I I was just going to say, this has been great. I I just, I can't remember what I was going to say. Wow. They're really, I think they're wiping our memories because, uh, (laughs) you know, like this is, (laughs) I think they they must not want this information to get out. Um, No, but thank you so much for doing this. And uh, if you could tell everybody where they can find the book and where they can find the, um, your website and Nigel's website. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much again. And this has been great.
1: My pleasure, Rob. And it's, and it's been lovely to meet with, meet with you. Yeah. I don't think you're the kind of person that they would get. You're a very human individual. So uh, I'd like, yeah. So if they want to find the book, um, Nigel's website is www.nigelkerner.com. And uh, you'll find links to various online bookstores there. It's available in most online bookstores anywhere, anyway, and also in physical bookstores as well. Um, His second book, Gray Aliens and the Harvesting of Souls is still available um via amazon and various other bookstores and his first book um song of the grays is available via our website because it's not it's not in print anymore but we do have copies and we can send them out to anybody who wants them
0: that's amazing all right well um yeah thank you again for doing this this was amazing and i'll send you a link when i post it
1: lovely great right, to meet you, you. rob it's you been too a pleasure.
0: have a good holiday
1: you too rob bye all
0: right bye